Welcome to Machine Learning. Well, um, you know, I was uh, looking at uh, statistics yesterday and uh, um, again looking at uh, kind of distributions. It's kind of interesting that they're talking about uh, look identifying different types of distributions and uh, looking at probabilities. Now, I know we've talked about probabilities, but it's always good to go back and and uh, talk about probability again because what you're really doing with probabilities is figuring out what the chance that something is going to occur and uh, versus just guessing. So if you were to look at uh, uh, the kind of like the classic examples, you got a dice and it has uh, six numbers on it. Uh, what would be the probability of rolling less than uh, four? So you would get, uh, you'd roll it and uh, you have one through six are your numbers. What are the chances that you'd roll less than, than four? And so you could calculate um, your probability as um, and uh, and then you can also calculate your expected value so what would be the expected value that you're going to get so if the probability is one sixth for each number then you could add uh, the numbers up to get uh, so you take the value times the probability and add those that series together and that will give you your expected value. So it's nice that stats uh, gives you some libraries, but one they give you is uh, a uniform distribution. So the way the uniform distribution works is that you have a, a probability of, of, a, of like one out of 12. Let's say you have one out of 12, and that's your uniform probability. So you could say, okay, uh, what are what are my min and max range of numbers, and then uh, your expected value. So you pass that in, and you could then get a probability. Well, and so there's there's uh, there's uniform uh, CDF, and then there's random. So you can put in a random uh, number, and it will it'll sample from randomly, and give you a probability based on random sampling. <clears throat> so once you once you get those. Once you figure out your distribution, you know whether your Gaussian distribution or exponential, um, then you can start making hypothesis testing, where you can test for your p-value, check to see if you can reject the null hypothesis or are accepted, and if uh, if you reject all alternate. Uh, null hypothesis, then what is the alternate 
hypothesis. So then we start thinking statistically, you know, you, you could say, okay, look, if we, if, if things come down to odds and you can count uh, odds, well, you know, I think actually anything that can be value counted or is categorical could probably be put in a probability. So you could say, okay, what's the probability that the user will select a, a certain type of uh, equipment, maybe? That might be a good example because it, it has a value count and, uh, and uh, you could then maybe put that into uh, a density function to figure out what equipment will probably be used. That might be a good example of, of how to apply this probability. I don't know, maybe I'll try that today, see how that works. Um, and then you could do comparatives, you know, where you do uh, null hypothesis testing. Just test out to see if your your uh, your hypothesis has a variance or vari variance to it, and uh, and also check to see if it has correlation through using the Pearson correlation. But then you know what you could then to try to determine whether you have a Poisson process. And if you do have a Poisson process, then you can do bootstrap replication and get more accurate uh, prediction by simulation. And it will follow a similar process to the that you would follow to doing the, the uh, finding the p-value. You would you would instead uh, be doing your comparison against the uh, mean. To calculate, you know, if the extra, if the observed is greater than the mean, so that you can, and then sum that, and then determine what your p-value is to determine whether you to reject or accept the null hypothesis. Well, so statistics it has its place, and uh, you know a lot of business runs on statistics distributions and, and but it, do do decisions be are they made based on statistics that's a good question you know because when you're working with uh, uh, business you know they're looking at numbers and uh, they're probably running calculations and figuring out different ratios and uh, maybe they're talking about where where to divert money and how much ROI they can get back and they're looking at utilization things like that uh, that have to do with actual business practices and operation so maybe that's where bulk of their processes are going to the, you know the, and the smaller stuff is is being uh, it's not as significant, so they're not diverting resource and attention there. So not everything gets the same amount of attention. 
and that that kind of is the interesting part of statistics is that you know there's such a wide range of of uh, data that has to be analyzed, and how do you know what what is important to be analyzed? Um, because you could analyze something and get you know perfect uh, uh, analysis done, but it really is not something that the company cares about. So how do you find the things that the company really cares about? Well, you have to watch what the business people are paying attention to, and uh, you know what what is valuable to them, and then try to see if there's things that you can analyze for what is valuable to them. That that's kind of why AI, I think, is is uh, you know it's capable of doing a lot of generalized work. But if, say, like you take the whole company and it, and it does all the generalized analysis for all data known to the company, how does it bring the important things to the analyst's attention that they can then, you know, analyze what the machines analyzed and then uh, try to advocate for it and bring that to the attention of the decision makers I don't know because you know a lot of this will never hit production and uh, it will never be reviewed by anyone other than the analyst so maybe the analyst understands what's going on but there's no way to communicate that to anyone outside of his realm (laughs) So there's a, a lot of reasons why AI ML projects fail, and that that's probably one of them is the isolation. There's no buy-in from senior management on it. So I would say if you're in an organization where there isn't a strong senior management buy-in to uh, building machine learning pipelines and improve the analytic capabilities of the company, you'll you'll be more working on on demand for uh, different projects but you won't be able to really explore the data to find out you know things that could be really significant and helpful there's always a an interesting balance in every company that between the data that you provide and you know it's interesting because not every company appreciates the skill of an analyst to provide uh, data and proper interpretation of the data or the analytics on the data and uh, and so that that could be one of those type of uh, things where you know you have certain mentality where they think well I just want one number but, uh, you know, what does it entail to get to that design where you're giving them just one number? You know, it's a phenomenal amount of work to reduce it down, to figure out, you know, just what is something that they can consume. And, uh, you know, the machine learning is not always going to just give you one number. It, a lot of times it's, it's going to give you a trend or... 
an idea of what might be important. But, you know, as far as it summarizing and giving you conclusive responses and case analysis, you know, that's something that the analyst does. He analyzes what the, maybe what the predictions are, and then he looks at, you know, hyper-tuning the parameters, and then once you get beyond the hyper-tuning parameters, maybe the question is, is, you know, is this data credible? And if you're looking at, you know, uh, your accuracy and and your training and so forth, and your cross-validation, that you can say, yeah, you know, here's the scores for validation, here's the scores for accuracy. And so you, you kind of have this uh, Kaggle performance evaluation where, you you know, you're, you evaluate your, your performance uh, with the data and, uh, and your architecture and your approach. Uh, you know, maybe you're using uh, two n-grams on your your vectorizing, text vectorizing, and, and that's giving you better analysis or better results. And you're maybe you're uh, also uh, imputing and and uh, uh, standard scaling scaling with the uh, min max, and those improve your your pipeline. 